today on CityCast Chicago. On Monday morning, my timelines, probably like yours, were beaming with kids taking their first day of school pictures and videos. I saw some excited preschoolers, a couple anxious sixth graders, and some high schoolers who were already over it before they even stepped foot in the classroom. It's also the first day for our teachers. So we check in with one on what she's most concerned and excited about for this school year. Um, This is usually not the way I feel before a school year. And WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp is back to give us an overview of what yet another COVID school year looks like. It's Tuesday, August 31st. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. A few weeks ago, we talked to Norma Noriega. Norma is a sixth grade math teacher at Stevenson Elementary on the southwest side. If you remember, she had a lot of questions ahead of the new school year about her safety and her student safety. So we checked back in with her the night before the first day to hear how she was feeling. Well, Norma, it's Sunday at four o'clock and tomorrow we back in school. How you feeling tonight? I would be lying if I said I felt fine because I don't feel fine. I feel like I was not given sufficient responses by the district. Um, This is usually not the way I feel before a school year. What do you usually feel in the day before classes start? Usually it's a sense of excitement. You know, there's a new school year, a new group of students, uh, new things that you're going to try out with your students, even if you don't know what to expect with the group that you're getting or you're teaching a different grade or something. Most of the time we have some modicum of preparation and that is not the feeling this year. Do we at least still see like a, a good amount of like hand sanitizer around and still at least some notification that, you know, the, the pandemic is ongoing or has the, the school been been scrubbed of that and it's left up to the teachers to maintain? So the good thing is, yes, I got like a big bag of the various PPE. I got masks. I got the hand sanitizer. I got the sanitizing wipes. But knowing that sanitizing at the classroom level and the social distancing that we're going to enforce as teachers at the classroom level, but I'm walking into a building where we're serving children in ages that are not eligible for vaccination, you know? I'm thankful that like my school right now, like our class sizes are are decent. I was able to set up my desks, but if I get like, if I even get like one, two, three, four more students, like the social distancing mitigation is out the window because I can't do the three feet. With everything that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, you know, what are you excited about? As a math teacher and as someone who did not like math growing up, I always look forward to like seeing the attitudes change for students who have had bad experiences with math. It's going to be hard. You're not always going to get it right. You know, I do like, there's a lot, there's a whole general environment that I create in my room so that they, they feel like they can do it, you know, that they can try and it's okay. Even if they get it wrong, because that down the road, like two weeks later when they're doing it and they do it by themselves and they get it right. And they look at me and they're giving you that look of like, I did it. I always look forward to that. That's one That's one of my favorite things. My 
my kid, he did he didn't care about supplies, like school supplies. He's like, I just need to make sure I have a new pair of shoes, a new pair of jeans, you know. I'm like, don't you need a notebook? He's like, not not really for the first day. I'm like, well, <laughs> just take one just in case. So I know you're wondering what were Mayor Lori Lightfoot and other CPS leaders doing and saying on the first day of school. Well, we brought in WBEZ education reporter Sarah Carp to find out. Sarah, welcome back to CityCast Chicago. Thank you for having me. Mayor Lightfoot got out there. She's showing confidence. She repeated Monday what she's been saying for months, right? That schools are safe, that CPS has spent about $100 million to make schools safe. What did that $100 million or so buy for the schools? There's definitely, you know, new hand sanitizer. The school district also says that they hired about 400 new custodians to to keep schools clean. And, you know, in, in the past, you know, prior to the pandemic, having filthy schools was was a big problem with CPS. CPS um, is, is saying universal masking. And I think most schools probably have a lot of masks on hand for kids that drop their masks or that don't have their masks on them, you know, all the time. Sarah, I talked with a teacher at Stevenson Elementary, and she said she didn't even have a plan for how the lunchroom process was going to go. That when it was time to take her students to lunch, she was consulting with her colleagues to figure out exactly how they did this. Could she hold kids back in her classroom? What are the lingering questions that you're hearing from educators as we're getting things kicked off? Where and how they're going to eat their lunches has been a big question. And, you know, schools have been told if you can keep kids three di- three feet apart in cafeterias, then do that. But if you can't, then have some kids eat in their classrooms where they're supposed to be three feet apart. But nobody has said much about what if you can't do it in the cafeteria or the classroom. Principals that I I talked to last week, a lot of them said, you know, they were just given plans last week, like the like orders from from above and what they're supposed to do. And now it's their job to try and implement them. And a lot of them are pretty frustrated because they're going to are they going to get dinged, you know, and also, I mean, principals don't want a big outbreak at their schools. That's not a good thing. So. I'm I'm talking to a lot of principals, even some that are, you know, normally very, very supportive of the school district who are saying that they're pretty nervous that they're not going to be able to, you know, keep kids as safe as they'd want to. Yeah. And one of the things that would help guide teachers, guide principals is a, a safety plan between the district and teachers union, which earlier on Monday, the mayor came out and said they had come together and passed a safety agreement. But you and I both were scratching our heads like, is that true? Is that is that actually what took place? Because I haven't heard of a, an actual agreement on the table. Have you? No, it's. The, I think that she misspoke. Let's, let's say that. I think she was talking about in the spring they had, you know, a signed agreement um, and that agreement expired and that no new plan is in place. And in fact, the school district has unilaterally changed a lot of the things from that plan and, you know, has not gotten the agreement of the teachers union. So even that thing that we were just talking about where, you know, the old agreement said kids would be kept six feet apart, period. The new thing that the CPS is implementing is three feet apart when possible. The CTU has not agreed to that. 
Sarah, let's take a moment to listen to a moment from Monday's press conference with Mayor Lightfoot and CPS leaders. So I let me can I just Sarah, can I Sarah, can I Sarah, please. Sarah, can you please let me finish? I know that you don't normally come to our press conferences, but we try to respect each other. I'll let you ask your question, but you've got to let me answer as well. Okay? Can we have that that deal? Okay, thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a little bit of bit of background on that right there. Sarah, what was going on? I was asking her about this busing situation where just this weekend Chicago Public School alerted 2,100 parents that their children had no buses for today. Like Saturday night at dinner, you got an email or you got a phone, a voicemail message that said, by the way, that bus that you were expecting to be there on, on uh, Monday morning, it's not going to be there. And the school district says that that's because on Friday, 70 bus drivers resigned all at once. You know, basically she was saying that it's not the fault of Chicago Public Schools. It's the fault of these bus companies. They didn't inform them. And there's a plan to, to you know, to figure this out. Now, the, the thing that happened was that these parents were offered money, $1,000 up front and $500 a month to get their kids to school by themselves, which sounds, in a way, it sounds okay. But you know, imagine that you're a parent that doesn't have a lot of money in their in your bank account, doesn't have a car, and your child needs to get transportation to school. There was no, from what I understood, there was no direction about how you get that money, when you're going to get that money, what, you know, what the deal is. And, and you can't just, you know, people are saying, well, maybe, you, you know, you could get them lifts or maybe you can get them Ubers. Well, you can't just put a five-year-old child that has disabilities into a lift and be like, adios. This is just not feasible for some parents to do. I understand that you don't want to have kids going into buses with bus drivers who are not vaccinated because I, but at the same time, this might've been something that maybe you would have wanted to figure out several weeks ago. Like maybe ask, are you all going to get vaccinated because we're going to mandate, you know, mandate vaccinated. I mean, just today, I, as I was driving to the mayor's press conference, um, a, a mother called and she wound up having to have her son um, who, who goes to Northside College Prep, who's, um, who's got a disability, take the CTA there. And he, he had done it before, so she felt like he could do it. But on this particular day, because of some like red line, you know, construction issues, um, he wound up waiting like 30 or 40 minutes for the bus to get him to school. And so he was late. She was saying that her son was just, by the time he made it to school, he was very upset. Sarah, you've covered a lot of first days as a reporter, as a parent. You know, what are you going to be watching closely as first day becomes first week becomes first month? How many positive cases of kids are in schools and how many classes are quarantining and how many do school entire schools wind up having to quarantine? What is sort of going on as far as the, the disruption to learning? I talked to teenagers and even I was talking to, like, I think he was in seventh grade or eighth grade today, a young man, and he's just like, there's no way we're not going to be back remote in like two or three weeks. I mean, the kids are just totally, because they're like, he's like, look around. Because the kids were outside, so they weren't wearing their masks. They were hugging each other and, you know, being kids. And, you know, his thing was just like, this is going to get out of control. Now, everybody hopes 
they're wrong, but, you know, there seems like a possibility that he could be right. So Sarah Karp is an education reporter with WBEZ, a great friend of the show, and we thank you so much for taking a small part of your first day of school uh, and spending it with us. Great. Well, thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Remember Norma, the teacher we heard from earlier? Well, we Zoomed with her on our lunch break to see how the morning went. I definitely feel grateful to like be able to see the children and interact with them and just like little bits and pieces of like I'm a big kid now going into sixth grade attitude and you know just like things like that they clearly miss being around like their friends their peers talking to each other racing each other outside oh my goodness like so it's just an interesting feeling to like have all those mixed in with um we're really back here but as the students are coming into the door, what are the type of questions that they're hitting you with? Because uh, sixth and seventh graders, they ask some of the some of the darndest questions. Mm-hmm. We had like our little back to school thing, my presentation, going through like classroom expectations and stuff. I put as one of like my goals for this classroom was to keep us safe, as safe as possible. And then that's when comments and questions started coming up on COVID and your students are like, oh, but it doesn't affect kids as much. Like, I don't understand why we need the vaccine if it doesn't really affect kids. Like, as soon as, like, a student had said that, like, another student was like, oh, well, I disagree that I thought this one was more, you know, this, this, and this. And then, you know, they look to you as a teacher for clarification. And I'm like, well, she's right. What we have now in Chicago, it is more contagious, more dangerous for the vaccinated. We talked yesterday that it was really difficult to kind of keep things social distance. How has that played out this morning? I already tried to maximize the space that we have. I have a couple of students. I do have to remind them, pull that mask up, pull that mask. And I remind them with nobody else in this is going to keep us safe. Like it's just up to us here in this room to keep each other safe. What's the plan for the, for the back half of the day? I have a little bit of outdoor time planned. I have some affirmations for us that I thought would be nice to fill our like sidewalks. And one of them is in la quech, which is tu eres mi otro yo, you are my other me. If I do harm to you, I do harm to myself. But if I love and respect you, then I love and respect myself. And, um, and then we're going to call it a day. Norma, thank you so much. I know that this conversation has been been hard for you, and we're just wishing you the best and sending you the best as as you continue to to fight for your for the best for your students. Thank you. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. I don't know if y'all saw that video over the weekend of Nikita Brown. She was walking a dog on North Avenue Beach late before a CPD officer aggressively restrained her. Yeah, that officer has been placed on desk duty for 30 days as the Chicago Office of Police Accountability investigates what to do next. CPD Superintendent David Brown confirmed Monday the woman was not placed under arrest and he said he'll await Copa's decision before moving forward. It looks like the weather is finally going to cool down, the humidity is calming, and temperatures are going to hang out in the mid to high 70s most of the week. So it looks like we might be past those almost 100-degree days. And some good news to get you through. 
Tomorrow kicks off one of my favorite food events, the Citywide Hamburger Hop. Through September 22nd, you can visit one of the 70 restaurants, grab a burger, and vote for the best one in the city. Now, if you try all 70, I'm going to need you to reach out to chicago.citycast.fm and tell us about it. And even if you don't grab a burger, I also need you to visit chicago.citycast.fm and sign up for our daily newsletter. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. <laughs> well, Jacoby.